0: Yeah, I think that's well said. We're not very good right now. And if we don't get better in a hurry, things aren't going to get any better for us. Yeah. Um I think that's uh I think that's a fair assessment after what went down Saturday in Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs>
1: When was the moment you thought to yourself, "Oh God, this could get really bad"? At what point was it the uh, run by Doug? I, I'm just trying to figure out the moment where you're like, "Oh God, yeah, this is not this is not a good day."
0: Yeah, probably the run by run by Duggan because at that point, you know, it was back to back plays, so you know we gave up the seventy. 3 Yard touchdown pass to the wide open guy streaking down the field with no one around him, and the very next time we took the field, the next play, back to back plays, was the Max Duggan run, and that made it twenty
1: to seven, I think. So yeah, twenty to three, I think, and they just 20, get a field goal. Yeah yeah, 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 maybe yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 I think that's right. Um, yep. man, just big play after big play. I mean, everyone knows what happened. It's just I. I guess you could have convinced me on Friday that T- – I mean, you definitely could have convinced me on Friday that TCU could win this game, absolutely. But 55-24, to this is just a punch in the gut and a setback that I don't think anyone saw coming. And at yeah. least after the Kansas State game, we sat here on Monday and said, all right, that's not good enough, it's not acceptable, but here's a you know, reasonable cause as to why this team can bounce back. You're just kind of left speechless today, man. And not knowing where, where this team's gonna go next.
0: Yep. Yep, yep, yep.
1: That's that's you that's know, a hard one to y- take.
0: And you obviously have the you have the the, the structural issues or however you wanna however you want to phrase it. Um, like the problems that we've had offensively and defensively, like those are there. And now you have to add on top of it good chance that You're going to be without your starting quarterback. A good chance perhaps you're without possibly both your running backs. Um, There's a chance that you're without possibly one of your starting wide receivers. There's a a chance that you're probably without a starting safety. Um, What else am I missing? And not to mention, Did
1: you say Juan e. Morris yet? You throw uh, him in there. Yeah,
0: starting right tackle. Um, most likely going to be out. So I don't what know, Teddy's I saying is uh, say the
1: Jaron Canick Wildcat on Saturday. There, here's your chance to see more Jaron Canick on the field. He's just going to play quarterback and running every down. That's what he's I, telling you.
0: I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do, but I'll tell you this: is if if all of that takes place and I don't know how bad Eric Gray was or or what Marcus Major's chances are getting back in the game are I I don't know what I do know is that typically concussion wise especially and I don't know if he was knocked out on the field or how bad that was but if he was I would say that there's a very high likelihood you'll be without your quarterback Uh, I would guess right now there's a very, very high likelihood that you're going to be without uh, Bowman at your starting safety. Um, probably, just by the way and how much pain he was in, and they put him in a sling, probably Wanye Morris. And I don't know, I'm probably leaving people yeah, out because there were so many of I'd be very
1: surprised if uh, Dylan Gabriel plays on Saturday. One, the hit right. looked really bad, and I know everyone's, you know, Toss this one around, but especially coming off of the Tua situation, no one's going to rush their quarterback with a head injury back out on the field uh, right now. I mean, that's right. – yeah, so. Yep. I, I, I mean, it just goes, I, I guess, back to a frustrating question right now of what can this team hang its hat on moving forward? With the makeup, what it's hasn't accomplished the past couple of weeks, it feels like they've regressed actually as a team. Like, I don't know what this team does well. I don't know – what they can hang their hat on moving forward, I don't know what their plan is going to be of trying to win this football game this weekend. It's highly concerning, very well, highly concerning.
0: As of right now, they don't have a hat or even a hat rack to hang it on. So
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know. Um, they just got to continue to they got to continue to grind, coach it, try and get better. Like, I don't think you I don't think you wholesale change anything that you've done like in, in your method and what you're doing, but you got to find maybe a couple of new ways to try and, to try and um, get through to the kids like you know defensively, I as bad as it was, I still feel like you know they've they've got the opportunity to continue to, to play good defense. You know, it's, you know, the 73-yard touchdown, the first one, it's a third and eight. They run a very basic coverage, and they just flat out have a guy that does not play the coverage. And it results in a 73-yard touchdown. The very next play, you have a, it's first and 10, first play of the drive, 67-yard touchdown run by Max Duggan. You got a guy that just... Does not recognize that he's the quarterback player in a, in a in a defense and just just caught on his heels and off guard with no vision or or anything, maybe even poor alignment. So I I guess what I'm saying is like uh, uh, most of these huge plays are not that we're getting beat physically, and someone's just like we don't have the guys to be able to go up and compete on some of these plays and. Uh, it's it's flat out mental mistakes, guys that are in the wrong place or not doing, not, not even playing the proper call. And you know I don't know how that happens, but ten other guys are doing the right thing. They're not doing it perfectly, but they're doing it right. And like, if you can't have eleven guys playing the right call at the right time, I I don't even know how to predict what can happen. Right. If that's going to be something that routinely happens throughout you know, 75 or 80 snaps a game, well, you might give up 60 points or you might give up 20, depending on whether or not that team happens to see it and take advantage of it whenever it, it unfolds. So you know, I really don't know what else to yeah. say about the defense moving forward. Well, I
1: don't either because Saturday revealed um, another issue that we really hadn't talked about before the game, uh, corners. Because yeah, and, and and we all understand what you're saying there with um, some certain coverage and fits and all that. But even when they had good one on one or at least tight one on one coverage down the field, you saw guys like Woody Washington who's played a decent amount of football, and Brent used the word panic. I think in the post game, basically panic and just tackle this guy, and it's an easy 15 mm-hmm. yard penalty. So yeah. I I don't I don't know if I viewed the corners before Saturday as one of the strengths of the entire football team, they were somewhat untested, I guess. But that that position really unraveled quite a bit, and it was it looked like they panicked when they were on one on one situations down the field. It was just yeah. balls up. Let's tackle him. Like what whatever we got to do, just don't let him score. It, it, it was not yeah, a good look. It,
0: it's not an easy position to be in. I know that 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 is a really hard spot to play. I get it, but you know you just got to turn to find the football. That's it. Just turn and find the football. You, you don't make it more than what it is. Turn and find the football. If you don't turn and find the football, you're going to be flagged every single time without exception. I guess the only time you won't be flagged maybe is if your quarterback just took a shot to the head and you can go blast a dude before the ball's there and the officials don't call it. (laughs) We saw that happen. All
1: right, I'm going to throw something out at you that everyone's pissed about. I'm sure you've been asked about it several times before, but here we go uh, on this show. The three-man front. No one's happy about it. Um, It didn't work well Saturday. They couldn't get pressure. The thought is, why are they running the three-man front? OU does not have the dudes to get pressure with that three-man front. Are they going to run it moving forward? What's the – Diagnosis of that massive issue that they have.
0: Well, would you prefer they run the four man front that they did against Kansas State?
1: I I think most people would prefer just about anything other than the three man front that they saw at TCU. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what they did against Nebraska, which was, you know, probably their best defensive performance of the season. They ran three man front the entire time, had a lot of success with it. Pressures were good, blitzes were good, played really good, strong at the point of attack, tackled well. So I didn't hear anyone bitching about it after the Nebraska game. You know, I, I, I've I, always preferred a four-man front. It's what I always played in. But it ain't the front. It's not the front. It's not the call. It's not blitz or coverage. It's just getting guys to line up in the right spot and play whatever's called. You think the three man front had anything to do with the guy running uh, down the field not. with no one no, within twenty not. yards of him? And that happened multiple times in the game? That has nothing to do with the three man front.
1: Text line says the three man front is terrible, Nebraska's awful. That's from Kendall. Peyton says, in all caps, everyone was singing the praises of the three-man front when it killed Nebraska. So, uh, my biggest concern is the D-line, absolutely no pressure. What's going on with down, stripling, grimes, etc. No one sets an edge or even gets any pressure at all on the quarterback. Be hard to win anything with zero pressure. Not sure it's technique, confidence, or efforts. It doesn't seem like I, – I, it's probably a combination – I don't know if it's necessarily effort, but confidence it really looks like they're lacking right now defensively.
0: I think this team plays with good effort. I don't question the effort, Um, which, you know, I will point out, I thought one of the bright spots out there was Justin Harrington, 37. Played a lot because of Bowman going down. He wasn't perfect. He He had some mental mistakes out there, there's no doubt. But I thought he had great effort, great attitude, great physicality. I just I liked what I saw from him. Um, I don't even remember what the beginning of that question uh, was. It was but,
1: basically like I just don't see a defense that's playing with any sort of confidence right now. Yeah, they, well, they, they second guess not. themselves. Uh, it's just you, you can see it. They're playing slow yeah. because of that. It's it's an issue.
0: Everyone's thinking, and you know, great defense is played with eleven guys in constant communication, seeing the same thing playing the same thing you know it's like a, it's like it's 11 guys playing as one and it moves and forms to the offense and you can adjust and you can you you take things upon yourself out there on the field to maybe in a moment's notice to change something up quickly because of a unique formation like we don't have any of that right now we've got 11 guys playing with tunnel vision on like what it is that they're they're just trying to trying to figure out what it is that they do, and not even getting that right a hundred percent of the time. And it's tough. The confidence is down, and I I feel for those guys. It's it it turns into just a miserable existence. So I don't know. I I, I don't know what the answers are. They just you you can't you can't change your your entire scheme or whatever it is that you're doing five games into the season, so they got to do what they do, roll with it, and just continue to try and get better.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the majority of the real concern is with the defense right now. I don't know. I think it's spread pretty evenly probably on both sides of the ball, but I think maybe our greatest fear with the offense is has come true. You are an offense that has a really tough time sustaining drives, and – More than anything right now with the way that this defense is playing, especially the team that you're going to face this Saturday, you need to at least have an offense that can run some clock and maybe shorten the game, Um, have some drives that are 10, 12 plays long that take up five and a half minutes or so. I just don't know – or I don't think that this offense is capable of that right now. So you have an offense that when they score, it's four plays, seven plays – off the field pretty quick, and then back on your defenses on the field after, you know, who hasn't been playing very well. You're in a tough spot here with that.
0: Yeah, well, that is definitely true. And it's hard to have any of those longer drives when you can't complete, you know, easy routine plays consistently in the passing game. Um, You know, like a lot of the times you you just – as a, as a coordinator, as a play caller, uh, you, your, your biggest weapon is Mims, like on the deep ball stuff. But like, if you cannot, you can't risk to do it as much because the way you're going offensively right now, it's almost impossible to risk an incompletion. To be stuck at second 10 is almost like a death sentence for this offense right now. And even trying to run easy completions that should be a throw and catch at times proves not successful. And again, you're off schedule and you've been terrible on third down. So, I don't know.
1: It's, I don't it's, know what the answer is there. T- I mean, it's it's a really tough spot to be in. I mean, there's just no... When we look at this week, one, you don't know who's healthy, you're probably leaning towards these most of these guys aren't gonna play I, I it's it's a really tough game plan I it, it, I mean it just is I, I don't I don't know what they're gonna do in a lot of these spots
0: well let's hit a timeout and come back and go to the text line and I uh, well, got a lot and say. see what the people think yeah all right quick timeout more from the rush coming up our number one rolls on here from Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit
1: 107. We'll be back. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And TJ Perry. <laughs> what a bomb. What a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun, and, uh, but that's what happened. Ted, so considering where your considering where your defense is right now, what's the most concerning thing about this group?
0: Our explosive plays. Uh, if you looked at it today, they, think they only have one, most of their scoring drives were three plays, four plays, one play, and uh, that just that can't happen.
1: There's OU defensive coordinator Ted Roof. Most concerning thing for his defense, eh, he says the amount of big plays that they're giving up. Been a massive issue the past two weeks. It was a uh, really big issue Saturday against TCU. Air Coverage Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Let's get to as uh, many of those as we can. Let's see. A team doesn't just have meltdowns on both sides of the ball. Teddy, could you honestly think this could happen? The defense won't get any better anytime soon.
0: Well, I don't know why the the there's an assumption that they can't get better anytime soon. I think they could have gotten better way better on Saturday if they just played five plays differently. So, I mean, I'm not of the opinion that they can't get better. I I think it's totally within reason uh Not only that they can get better, that I expect them to get better. I don't expect them to give up 600-plus yards and 50-plus points a game for the rest of the year. So, Uh, I disagree with that.
1: Now, what was the other one? Could I have expected it? Could you have imagined uh, that this was this? I I mean, I I couldn't have imagined that that was going to happen Saturday. Could anyone have imagined, even the most pessimistic fan, that that was going to happen on Saturday? No.
0: Maybe I, I mean don't know. for the
1: game to get flipped off and go to ESPN News. No, I, I. For the game to be so bad that's hey, by the way, we don't really know if you have ESPN News, but if you do, that's where you're going to have to watch the uh, the rest of this game. Oh, oh my they gosh. did that during the game. You know, oh, that's did they awesome. ever, Teddy? It was. You knew it was bad, but then when they said, "Yeah, let's go to Florida State and Wake Forest." So we don't have to subject our viewers to this anymore. Let, let, let's just uh, go to the start of that game. You guys are on ESPN News. See ya. This game sucks. I'm glad that God, happened. that was actually. so bad.
0: Bad? That's the best thing that happened well, all day. It
1: was It was the best thing. But at the same time, it's just, geez, this really is embarrassing. That e- ABC is saying, see ya to this game. Putting it somewhere yeah. else. What else we got? Uh, we got a lot of takes on quarterbacks. I'll just read a few here. If Bevel is the starter this week, OU has zero chance to beat Texas. Uh, RG, Not true. RG3 kept saying Gabriel didn't have his feet right, too far apart. Let me read one on uh, – this one says QB1 Nick Evers. And then we've got text here and there saying, what happened to Micah Bowens? Why, why don't why don't they put him in there? Like I, I was making fun of it to Parker last hour. I – like, people are thinking that he should, like, run the option this week and try and beat Texas. Are you kidding me? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't think they're going to run the option.
0: But uh, it would not shock me if they may – like, they, they, you have to create some offense somehow. And one of the easiest ways to do it is quarterback run game. So – if he's your best quarterback that can run the ball, then it would not shock me if that's where they went. Uh, you, you, if Dylan Gabriel does not play, you are in a position to where, unfortunately, you're going to have to play some suboptimal football, and that means you've got to find weird ways to create offense. And I, I don't, I don't know where they go. With that, if they just march out there with their second or third team quarterback and try to do the same things that they were doing with Dylan Gabriel, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't expect very good results. But then again, I don't know how those guys have looked. So,
1: I bet Barnes has over a hundred yards this week. Yes, he better. Uh, TCU stopped playing in the third quarter. There would have been five to six more bust teams. Are only going to better that we play. Go. Oh, the teams are only going to get better. Uh, moving forward, Team 128 is in major trouble. Yeah, I mean, that, that is the scary thing. Is I, I think, you know, K-State and TCU, where do they fall in the grand scheme of the Big 12? I, I don't know. I mean, somewhere near the front half, I guess. But you, the the better teams that you that you ha- I mean, you still got to face better teams moving forward. The best teams in the Big 12 are still upcoming. That's the worrisome Absolutely. part. Along with many other things. Well,
0: it, it's the worrisome part, but I to me, and i know that i'm i'm alone on an island with this and that's fine as far as i'm concerned but i i so far i've yet to see the skill of the other team be the determining factor in what beat us i continue to only see the determining factor in winning and losing the game based on how oklahoma plays so i i I'm not too concerned about the level of opponent moving forward. To me, that it doesn't matter. They can be as good as there is in college football. They can be as bad as there is in college football. If we don't do the things that we're supposed to do, like line up, play the assignment, I mean, just at least, I'm not saying be the best in the country at, at, at your position. I'm just saying play the right call. Right, if we don't do that, it doesn't matter how good the opponent is.
1: Uh, this one says, look, I'm not a sky-has-fallen-and-this-is-the-end-of-the-world uh, type of dude, but in the past two weeks, we have zero sacks and very little pressure on the opposing quarterback. Sorry, if we can't do that, then we won't win another game.
0: A lot of truth to that. Uh, the bright spot of the defense through the first three weeks was the sacks and the negative yardage plays. Um those have disappeared. Why? I don't know. I I get it. Nebraska and Kent State are not the the best teams in the world. I don't even remember who the third team we played. Who else did we play?
1: They played UTEP, Kent State and Nebraska. UTEP. Yeah.
0: I I'm not sitting here trying to act like those are great teams. We all know that where they where they lie. But I the difference in those teams and like we made Kansas State and TCU look like, you know, college football playoff teams. Like, I'm sorry, but that's what I'm saying. It's like th- that is a point. Your finger right at yourself, Dill. I mean, TCU is a good team, I, and I don't want to take anything away from them. And, and the same with Kansas State, but. I. Right. That, those results are due strictly to the play of Oklahoma, not the play of the other team.
1: At least uh, TCU had the decency to call the dogs off on Saturday after uh, a while. I um, If it comes to that, and hopefully it doesn't, I don't think you can expect that same decency on Saturday with who you're playing. I think if uh, Sark has an opportunity to run up a 70-burger on you, he's probably going to take that opportunity. That's a little unsettling to think about.
0: Possibly. I think the the calling the dogs off on Saturday had a lot less to do with, like, you know, just being nice than it did. Like, if Oklahoma was still at full strength out there, they probably would have kept going. But since we had players dropping like flies and – an injury like on every other play, some of them serious. I think, I think that was kind of the thing. It's like let's just get out of this football game before anything else happens.
1: Yeah, 405, if anyone calls for any firing of any coach or staff, then that should be an automatic disqualification for the week on the text line. Uh, let's read one more. Kenny from the 405, Teddy, I'm a huge BV fan and think he will bring OU back to greatness. But if the players are screwing up, isn't that on the coaches? They should have the players ready to play, but I also don't get it. Don't get it. These uh, are elite coach. Are all elite coaches?
0: Well, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, you tell me. At your job, is it 100% on your boss to get you to show up and do your job every day? I mean, at some point. There has to be some personal responsibility that goes to the players. Now, I don't know where that is, but the blame isn't totally shouldered by the coaches. In fact, in my opinion, as a former player, I would say the burden, from what I've seen so far, falls, falls heavier on the players because, like I said, it's not a I mean these are these are specifically defensively. I can speak more to it defensively than I can anything else. Like these are not like a, a mental mistake is is I mean it, they're going to happen because of how tough offenses make it on you. Like some of that stuff is going to happen, but like some like just flat out playing the wrong coverage. I mean, I'm sorry, I can't blame that on the coach. I mean, some people may be able to, and that's fine. I, at the end of the day, no one cares who I blame it on or who you blame it on. But, like, at what point does some of the onus go on the players? You know, it's it doesn't have to be a all or nothing one way or the other, all coach or all player. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text messages coming, 651-3439. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. We'll be back.
1: Home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Employee onboarding automated. Cavens hmm. Construction bringing you our number one of the rush on this reaction Monday. And, uh, oh, buddy, are we reacting to uh, something at not not very good? Uh, OU's loss over TCU on Saturday. Cavens Construction, if you have an emergency repair, go check them out. CavensConstruction.com. Jeff Lebby did have his press conference today. He was asked about an update on Dylan Gabriel's injury status. He says, well, I don't have an update on Dylan Gabriel's injury status. But uh, as we both talked about earlier, I think you're on the same train here with me that uh, I'd be very surprised if Dylan Gabriel suits up and plays Saturday. I'd be very surprised.
0: Yeah, it depends. You know, I'll tell you just kind of bluntly that during the game, when I first saw the hit – and saw Gabriel down. My first reaction was, he's he's staying down to ensure the targeting call, right? You know, if if you if you if you make it look like it was worse than it was, you know, you can uh, you can possibly get that call to go your way, even if if it was uh, if it was questionable. Then I saw the replay and saw the way that his the back of his head hit the turf really hard. And once I saw that, I was like, oh, man, that actually does look really bad. And I don't know if he was knocked out completely out there on the turf or what, but, you know, it's just it, – it, it, I would say right now it's probably a situation where he doesn't play, but you know what? Everyone re- reacts differently, and I don't know what his – like how he did on his baseline assessment and whenever they went back and checked him and, and how he's progressed – I, I honestly don't have any of that information, and it's impossible to make a determination on whether or not he plays without knowing that. But like, if, if you were to press me to guess, I would I would lean towards he doesn't play, yeah, but, I don't, think so but I don't know.
1: Now, what's interesting is even if he does play, I would ask the text line this question, but I know how they're going to respond today. At least I have a pretty good idea. Even if Gabriel were to play Saturday, how much that would change people's opinions about the game itself and I would still, like, OU's chances would be better if Dylan Gabriel plays quarterback. You cannot sell me otherwise. Yes, I know right. that he he's missed on some throws the past three weeks. Saturday was probably his worst game when he was healthy and in there. OU's best chance to win would be with him at quarterback, but still, man, it would be a very – it would be an uphill climb to still beat Texas on Saturday. And not because I think Texas is some great team or anything. It's just this team is beat up, and it doesn't have – a whole lot of confidence right now. Well, I'm not I, – I don't think Dylan Gabriel
0: plays on Saturday as of today, and that can obviously – my opinion on that can change throughout the week. But um, I it doesn't necessarily affect my opinion on whether or not I think we can beat Texas. I think absolutely we can beat Texas this week. And I will I will stand alone on that island all day long. Got no problem with that. Uh, if there's ever a game that it doesn't matter how good you are going into it, it's it OU, is Texas. this
1: one. Look, I, I I've been going to this game long enough to see it, and I I mean I, I'm not going to pick OU to win the game as of today. But I've seen several times. Where a team goes in, or its fan base, they go into that game super arrogant, man, super arrogant. They've already won it just by showing up, and it goes the exact opposite way. Right? Um, unfortunately, OU's been on the side of that, right? 2015 being one of those years, 2013 being one of those years, and I promise you, man, I promise you, whether it matters or not, we'll see. But Texas is going to come into this fan game, at least their into this game, at least their fan base super arrogant, man. They're they're, going to think that they're going to roll in and roll up 65 points on OU on Saturday. And maybe they will. With as poor as OU's been playing defensively, I'm I'm sure that that situation exists. But to your overall point, which is true, the team that comes into this game thinking, oh, my God, we're just going to roll these dudes, that's not necessarily what happens. In fact, the opposite seemingly more times than not happens.
0: You know, and and honestly – there can, be a, uh, there can be a bit of an advantage if, like, things have gone the way they have for Oklahoma because if you're Texas and you're sitting there trying to figure out, like, how do you prepare for this week? I mean, you don't know if the quarterback is going to be playing. Um, you don't know, like, if the backup is, like, what do they do to help him out? You know, defensively, as bad as it's been the last two weeks, what are they going to do, if anything, to change that up? And, you know, so there is some advantages built into that a little bit. But, I mean, obviously, you would prefer to be playing great football going into the game. I'm not suggesting that you wouldn't, but, you know, I don't know. I uh, I, I, I still believe that this could be a good football team, so... We'll see. Yeah, I'm just trying
1: to, like everyone else, just trying to figure out what they're going to do offensively. Um, I, I guess you try and shorten the game somehow with run game, but then I, I ask myself, my God, how are they going to have a run game and sustain drives on Saturday? Right. Like I, I, I'm saying what the history of this game has shown in the past, but at the same time I'm trying to look logically on how OU can game plan and win this thing, and it's, it's, hard to, it's really hard to get there for me. Really hard, right?
0: No, I, I, hey,
1: I totally agree. And I think that's my concern now moving forward: is if this is going to be a bad year. Like, okay, I, I, I'd still like to see this team improve as the year goes on, right? I, I don't want to see this team regressing like it, like I felt like they've been regressing the past two weeks. I worry that if you get blown out this week, you know what that kind of what what that could do to a team losing 3 consecutive weeks like that yeah
0: well i can't do much worse to them than losing the two games did i mean i i'm sure that the confidence level within that locker room is at an all-time low i the real thing i worry about is that you don't lose the team as far as like because up to this point, and you've heard Venables all through the off season, and through the first, you know, for the first part of the season, even after the Kansas State game, that this team was, was bought in. They are doing everything that's asked of them. They're, you know, they, they show up. They work hard. They practice hard. Like, anything that he has said, they've been right there soaking it up like a sponge. You just hope that that doesn't change after you've lost two games in a row.
1: Yeah. What's the spread at right now? Six and a half currently? Opened at four all the way up to know. UT minus six and a half. People are jumping University on that University of Texas way. is a uh, six and a half point favorite. And I would expect that to continue to climb, especially if – Well, uh, yeah. it, I, And I don't think OU is going to come out this week and say, hey, Dylan Gabriel's not playing. I, I mean, if you have an advantage in this game – One of the few ones would be, like, you don't necessarily know who's going to start. I wouldn't – I wouldn't reveal that information just willingly if I were them. Right. But I do expect that spread to climb because I I think that as the week goes on, most people be, yeah, Gabriel's not going to play here. Well, I think that
0: that spread is – and on ESPN it's at seven. I think that that spread is probably factoring in that Gabriel won't play. Yeah. If he happens – to, like it, it's is stated that he does play, then I think it could possibly go the other direction,
1: but I don't know. We Did, got uh, any other texts to hit? Well, yeah, about two hundred of them. Um, <laughs> I don't think that if we dedicated the rest of the show to texts that we get him in, get all of them in. I mean, we'll do our best next segment, but it's just um, this is going to be. Mm the most unique OU Texas week I think that you and, you and I have experienced doing a show together, which has been a while now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that um, we don't know, like, what the identity of the OU offense is going to be going into a game in the Cotton Bowl is – I mean, it's frightening. It's also very fascinating to see what, what they pull together.
0: Right. Well, what I guess the um, – the last time we lost two conference games in a row the um, what we won the four overtime Texas game right
1: and they, that was and, the and they didn't lose again for the rest of the year
0: Now admittedly that <laughs> those two games before that Kansas State and Iowa State were they unfolded differently than what we've seen the last two two games Oh yeah I, those were tight games where we had chances to win them. And the last two games were not. But, you know, a uh, a good performance could maybe right the ship a little bit and you could start playing some better ball moving forward. Don't know, but uh, it's coming. They're going to kick this sucker off Saturday regardless of uh, if you're Getting better or not, so I would suggest you button down and make the improvements that you can. All right, quick time out. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next.
1: Cavens Construction bringing you this hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, as we go quickly to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, a lot of good questions on here. Let, let's go with this one first. OU fans need to simmer down. Nothing is good. Or bad as it seems, hang in there and watch this team get better. But there's another question on here saying that how bizarre it was from the first three games to the last two games. Can y'all touch on the optics of this defense between the first three games versus the last two? It's one of the most bizarre things ever. They went from always being in position and giving up virtually nothing to being totally hapless and lost. Their confidence is clearly shattered, which is a good point. We really did not see this coming coming out of Lincoln. Didn't, didn't see it coming. No.
0: No. No, we offensively, defensively played our best game of the year against Nebraska. It wasn't perfect. You know, we gave up that first drive and were able to settle in. But, you know, since then we've given up that first drive. Just like we did at Nebraska, but have not been able to settle in since. I guess you know, that's not necessarily fair. Against Kansas State, we played we played pretty good defense for the middle middle section of that game. Um, you know, got got a bunch of three and outs in there, did some pretty good things, but you know, offensively couldn't capitalize on those moments, and you know, it just I don't know TCU. We, we never played good no. defense against TCU.
1: No, no. Why not throw all the youngsters in the game? What do you have to lose? Maybe it motivates these veterans, or maybe you found find out you have a special freshman. Okay, like that. that's fine, like that take, but maybe it motivates these veterans. It's what we talked about earlier. Effort's not the issue here. I don't think there's any motivating no. that needs to be had with some of these older guys or starters.
0: If, if being absolutely embarrassed on film in front of the entire country and then watching it and grading it in front of your team, I, if if that doesn't motivate you to play better, then, you know, I I don't think it's a motivation factor. But you know what? I don't even care. If people want a bunch of freshmen to go out there and play, <laughs> fine. I, I, I don't care. If people want that, then let them do it. All right, uh, quick timeout, hour number one in the books. Uh, Continue to send the text messages. We'll get to those next hour. Stay tuned.